processes and tools dominate today's Agile discussions, but we are devoted to the individuals and interactions that make it work. From the beginner to the veteran practitioner, we have something for you. Welcome to Agile for Humans. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Agile for Humans. I'm your host, Ryan Ripley. Joining me today, uh, pretty excited about this. It's an old friend, Dave West. Dave, how are you doing? I'm good, Ryan. I'm not sure about the old, though. Old? I think I'm quite young. Young? You are a young young man. <laughs> My <heart>. bad. <laughs> Definitely. So, talking to Dave here in Orlando, Florida, we're at uh, the TechWell Better Software Conference, and uh, a big event happened while we've been here at the conference, Dave. Yeah, yeah. On the uh, on the seventh, um, yeah. we uh, launched. Well, Jeff and Ken launched an update to the Scrum Guide. Um, the Scrum Guide being the definitive body of knowledge that describes Scrum. Um, uh, it's uh, been updated a few times over the last uh, sort of ten years that it's been in existence. But yeah, new 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 release of the Scrum Guide happened on Tuesday. Yeah, that's exciting. So for the viewers or listeners, depending on whether you're on iTunes or YouTube. Uh, if you're not aware, uh, Dave West is the head product owner at, at Scrum.org and CEO. Yeah, I'm the product owner and and CEO of Scrum.org. So um, my stakeholders are, are people like Ken Schwaber. So you can imagine what that's like some days. But, <laughs> I'm sure uh, it's amazing to, <laughs> to work with Ken. Oh, it's amazing to work with him, but he's a very opinionated stakeholder. Oh, really? No, I know. Surprisingly, yes. He has a... Particularly about this thing called Scrum. Yeah, he's pretty passionate about that, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. But uh, so this new release, and uh, I think some, some of the listeners might like some of the inside baseball. And so I, I'm, I'm sure there's some things you can't share, but some things you can. But a question that I have is, uh, when, what triggers an update to the Scrum Guide? Mm. Like, when do Ken and Jeff, like, do they sit down every year and say, eh, things are going all right, let's pass on it? Or what actually, what gives them that trigger to go ahead and say, all right, it's time to do some updates? That's just a really interesting question. So... So um, scrumguides.org sits there. It's a website. The Scrum Guide is translated into, I think, 40-something languages. It's, right. It sits there, and it's, it's about 16 pages. Actually, it's now 19 pages because we added a section at the start. But, but ultimately, it's a very small, concise document that describes the, the essence, the, what is Scrum, you know, the framework, and um, basically resolves any of these issues with, is this is Scrum? Well, it's not in the Scrum Guide. It isn't Scrum. It could be a really good practice. It could be something fabulous but it's not scrum let's stop talking about it in that way so uh, part of the scrum guide um, website uh, scrum scrum guides.org which is tricky to say part of the website has a a user voice now user voices are mechanisms for capturing feedback from from the customer and, and the like so we we monitor, well, Jeff and Ken monitor it. We, we provide some technical assistance around this at scrum.org, but ultimately it's Jeff and Ken's site. We just do the, uh, do the work, as it were, with a sort of like the scrum team, as it were. And uh, we monitor that and we provide them, you know, lists of what comments are happening. Now, it's quite interesting because ultimately, since Scrum was created, which was 22 years ago, it hasn't changed that much. In, in, in its essence, it, I mean, Scrum is a lightweight framework that's inspired by two primary things, you know, lean, 
um, and uh, and empiricism, really. Those two sort of primary sort of the idea of inspection and adaption through transparency, the, and then the lean thinking of self-organized teams, the continuous improvement. Those 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 two sets of ideas come together, and it doesn't change that much. So the it, what's interesting though is that the audience of it over 22 years has changed, right? Right, right. We get that, and their words, what, how they think of things, the context that they're working in changes. So the majority of the changes to the Scrum Guide, I'd say, uh, virtually all of them, are really to improve clarity and to resolve any confusions that the audience has around things. For instance, you know, in this, um, in, in this particular release, there was stuff around the Scrum Master. You know, just clarifying the role, just tightening it up so that people don't, you know, get these common misconceptions around the Scrum Master. Or the Daily Scrum, one thing, the very important concept in this one was the Daily Scrum changed from the three questions being mandatory, which was always a bit odd, right. to, hey, three questions are one way of running a Daily Scrum. Uh, there's other ways as well. So those sort of, so when we see it on the user voice, or when Ken and Jeff see these continuous like, well, what about this and what about this? Oh, they... they decide on what changes to make and they spend probably about six months discussing them and talking about clarity there's an interesting dynamic so jeff tends to push very much for more content more clarification more details whereas um ken tends to be pulled back you know like keep it minimal keep it right. you know keep it as thin and as light as possible and because of these two different perspectives you end up with something that's actually pretty damn good yeah, it, it's really impressive that even over the course of 22 years, uh, Ken and Jeff have managed to keep this just at the 19 pages. Yeah. When every other methodology seems to be blowing up and it's four or five, six hundred page books just to explain it, I mean, it is quite impressive that the two of them have been able to kind of balance each other out and really keep it still under 20 pages. And, and I think that's really, really important because... One thing, the reason why sh uh, having a short guide is, is so important, there's two reasons. One is obviously clarity, um, a, a focus. But the other thing is that it's a framework that you have to process emerges. So you, you take the, the uh, very prescriptive model it is Scrum, but it's very simple and very easy. And then you add to it all the practices, all the things that you need to build great software in your situation. Now those things are gonna vary if you're you know, an SAP implementation. It's gonna be very different from if you're building a, a new website or you know, building a Tesla car. You know, very different needs on top of the framework. But the framework keeps at the very essence of it. You know, it's interesting you bring up the Tesla car. Uh, one of the, the major changes to the Scrum Guide as well was uh, the clarification that Scrum is used now outside of mm, software. Yeah. And so can you give a little background on how that uh, decision was made and how that, uh, so now Scrum is, is more than software, it's product, mm. which seems to be the direction that the industry is going, right? Instead mm. of just software projects, we're working on project or products across all industries. Was that uh, a gradual change or is this something that, that just recently popped up? So there's a, a couple of things. Um, so Jeff and Ken are sort of 
different points in terms of what they do every day. Ken still talks to customers. Jeff obviously talks to customers a lot, but Ken is spending a lot of time thinking about the future, thinking about you know what is the changes to the world. You know, we've, we're seeing fundamental shifts. You know, uh, Thomas Friedman is one of his favorite authors, and he talks about the age of accelerations. You know, the technology coupled with globalization coupled with changes to the environment. You know, it's fundamentally changing the world. Jeff, on the other hand, is is also very passionate about that, but he's very involved with um, a lot of big customers. You know, companies like Tesla, etc., doing yeah. you know some trans, uh, transformations, etc. Now, because of that, they both see the importance of being able to work in, a com- in complex problems, in complex because that's the reality: complex to chaotic problems. And we, at the heart, Scrum is aimed at that. Now, yes, it did. It was created in response to the problems of software delivery. And because that's always been complex, you know, give me a software project that isn't complex and I'll tell you that, that somebody's, you know, on drugs or something. Because <laughs> the reality is they're all blooming complex, whether it's requirements, whether it's technology, whether it's the team, whether it's the environment they're working in, whether it's, you know, there's all sorts of things you just don't know at the start of any software project. But but that now applies in lots of situations. Now, some of it is because of technology is sort of dripped into everything. Everything's digital. You know, you buy a, a marker pen and it's digital because it, you know, you, you can, it automatically refills or, you know, you razors, you, you know, the least digital thing in the world, right? But, you know, if you go onto Gillette, you can now subscribe so that the razor knows when it's running out and <laughs> automatically in your door is new razors, which as a bald man, um, as you having good razors is, is very, very important. Important, otherwise you can cut your head and anyway don't look at but the point is that digital obviously is some part of this but but it's more than that it's the social you know the socio-economic changes the political landscape everything is changing so scrum ultimately provides a great framework for dealing with that now jeff's doing that every day ken's talking about it and interested in it but it was wasn't clear in the guide yep it was sort of missing, and, and so we, d- we weren't in- equipping our change agents, which predominantly are scrum masters, but you know, they're leaders and the, 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 the organizations they're working in, to actually take scrum and apply it outside the context of software. We weren't helping them. Yeah, they were doing it. I mean, Edu Scrum in, in the Netherlands, for yep. instance. You know, great, famous initiative. The, the, the nurses in, in, in Belgium are using Scrum. I mean, it's just like you this. Know the police force in Ghana. Oh, that's, that's another really interesting story. You know, a lot of people think of Ghana as a very corrupt country. And what's interesting is the police force are, like, taking that, by the, by, taking that issue by the horns, as it were. I don't know if you take corruption by the horns. But, and they're <laughs> basically making, bringing in transparency, inspecting and adapting, and are making this totally transparent citizen-centric use of scrum yeah. now they're taking the scrum guide and using it and and it's crazy that they're doing that and we don't help them because we talk about software throughout it right. now we aren't going to change the scrum guide that would be a massive change to make it completely like ignore software etc but what we did do or what ken and jeff did and i just helped sort of marshal it a little bit is that they basically changed put a section at the start that says hey guys this is where it came from. This is all the uses. Millions of different uses are out there possible. And um, so don't be stupid. You can apply it. You're smart people. Um, and go for it. Uh, and that hopefully will provide these change agents, the people that are doing it at Ghana Police or whatever, give them the um, support for doing the thing that they need to do. So part of the, the webinar uh, 
and the the announcement of the scrum guide was a discussion around some of the misconceptions mm. you know what are some of the misconceptions that uh that you think you know front of mind with ken front of mind with jeff and just we really need to hammer on and really take care of yeah it, it's it's interesting because some of these um came in from the user voice and right. and what was interesting is that there was a lot of debate whether to put them into the guide or not now obviously uh, you can't put every hey remember this is this is applied in all these different circumstances because then the guide suddenly turns into 20 30 40 pages and next thing you know you've got a methodology which uh, methodologies just don't work in complex situations they they're great for for simple uh, uh problems but not good for complex now so um what we try to do in the webinar, and I, I tried to help Ken and Jeff talk about these things, are some common misconceptions that people were talking about. One of which is continuous delivery. Right. You know, very much 22 years ago, continuous delivery was, hey, you've got a guy on a bike taking a tape over to the other side <laughs> of the building right. continuously. He never stopped riding that bike. Um, nowadays, technology's moved on, right, right? Yep. It's uh, much easier to release software. And, you know, we've got looking at lots of vendors that are sitting around us here at the show that, 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 that do that very thing. A lot of people say that you can't release continuously with Scrum because the sprint review is a phase gate to releasing software. Well, it's true, right? No. Oh, did I just lose my no, PSD? You lost your Uh-oh. PSD. We're going to have to beat you with sticks. That's not uh, good. I'll get one of Ken's special sticks out. <laughs> the No, the sprint review is an ability to inspect and adapt at the product with stakeholders to allow us to plan what we're going to do next. This allows us to raise issues, to update the backlog, to refine our understanding of the product. I mean, that's what a sprint review is, right? Right, right Ryan? You know better than I do. You do this every day. Right. Yeah, it's really just uh, an opportunity to look at what we did at a moment in time, update our product backlog based on what we learned, new market conditions, and then get back to work. And so it's so much more than a demo. It's, it's nowhere near a phase gate. And uh, you know the fact that there was some misconception there, I think it's frustrating to, to a lot of people. But I think it's also good that it didn't make it into the guide. Because uh, what I like about this is that we have to think about what we're doing. right? And so when you read the Scrum Guide and you read the, the description of the Sprint Review, it doesn't say whether or not you're deploying. It doesn't talk about any. It just says, let's talk about the market, talk about what we learned, update our product backlog, and, and move into sprint planning with some good ideas. Yeah, exactly. So. That, that's so, so important. Because we can't be prescriptive. Right. You know, not every organization is doing continuous delivery. Not, you know, not every organization is using the sprint review to review software that's in production. You know, the Ghana police force, very different use of sprint <laughs> review. Um, you know, right. I, I don't know what they're reviewing. Hopefully something very valuable uh, that's, that's, you know, that's helping solve their, their crimes, etc. So the, the point is that the sprint review is, is not a phase gate to release to production. So uh, that was, that's a common misconception. And people using it against Scrum to probably promote their own ideas sometimes uh, but also people just misinterpret and so we talked a lot about that in the um, in the in the web webcast or webinar or whatever it's called um, the other thing was and that sort of led us into DevOps you know DevOps right. is an alternate to Scrum and Agile no it's not <laughs> it's interestingly and uh, I think it was Jeff and Ken were talking about a project uh, patient keeper I think the project was called a project that they worked on about 20 years ago 17 years ago and and they 
they were talking about how they moved the operations team, the people that were releasing the pa these patient keeper tools to the nurses. That's what the product was. Um, like little uh, palm pilots, I sure. think they were called in those days, uh, to nurses to capture like clinical information as oh, that was great. the product. Anyway, so they moved the operation and support organization into the same room as the development team oh, wow. and literally moved the support, the, the, the product that they were downloading. You could down, you had to lock <laughs> Interestingly, I think you had to dial in to download the new version and, <laughs> and stuff. But they moved all of that and physically moved the wires so they would connect. And uh, Jeff was talking about that and saying, um, well, that was DevOps, right? <laughs> we did it 20 years ago or 17 years ago. And the point is that DevOps is in response for the need to deliver valuable software faster, right? It's a, a set of practices, ideas. All of these are complementary to Scrum and complementary to this, this, this continuous loop of inspection and adaption. And it's just uh, disappointing that people can't, and I think Ryan, you said it well, they, they can't use their brains and say, okay, let's use, you know, take the Scrum, framework let's add some devops practices let's add some xp practices let's add some design thinking practices some ux practices let's add some kanban let's add and let's do it whatever's needed for our team yeah and i think that's um you know i'm getting a new view into to scrum.org now that i'm a professional scrum trainer and i think what's impressive is uh, part of the roadmap and the decision that it's Scrum and going forward, right? And so it's Scrum and Kanban, it's it's Scrum and Lean Startup, it's Scrum and it's very inclusive. But that's the that's the whole purpose of a framework, right? To be inclusive to all these great ideas, to allow them to work and play within that framework, ultimately to get valuable software, right? Exactly. To wow your customers, to deliver value, to change society, to help people, you know, solve cancer, whatever it is. The point is that it, it has to be and. Now, I have to say that we as a community haven't necessarily been particularly inclusive at times. We've definitely been very, oh, well, you don't know Scrum, you must be an idiot. You know, and, oh, no, that's not Scrum. And it's very easy to do that. It's very easy to get inside your bubble. I think we learn that not just in our work, but in our, you know, our, our relationships with our friends, etc. Um, now, we can't afford to do that because we're at an incredibly important time in our society. Software is changing the world. Products are changing the world every day. Our relationships with our customers, with our users, with our stakeholders, the people that provide money and resources for us to do things is changing. We need to not argue about whether an XP practice, whether a spike can go in a sprint and whether it undermines the sprint goal. We shouldn't be arguing about that. We should be thinking, hey, that's a really interesting idea. How do we make it work? What's the implications? Let's learn as a community. Let's get better and stop arguing and stop throwing stones. Let's not, let's not be knocking down bridges, but instead be building them. Yeah, and that's what I've always appreciated about uh, your leadership and the Scrum.org community. It's it's let's uh, let's build up, not tear down. It's professional Scrum. Exactly. So that's always been a something I've highly appreciated, and just want to say thank you for that. Dave, anything else going on at Scrum.org that you want to get in front of the listeners? I know there's a lot of great things that are are being thought about and worked on, but no, I, I think um, I not not. I know, <laughs> no, in a word, because I haven't actually thought it through. But no, the, a couple of things I do want to finish with, and I think, Ryan, this, this is important. I mean, we're not like some holier-than-thou group of people at, at Scrum.org, you know, trying to do everything right. And I mean, we're just normal people trying to 
deliver valuable software and, and, and change the world. But your point about, you know, uh, my leadership and it, this really comes from Ken, and which is you might not get this. Now, Ken definitely has a passion for what he's what what he's done and with Jeff and how he's changed the world. But he also appreciates that ultimately it's about you guys out there doing it every day. And so everything that we do is inspired by you that sounds like a cheesy logo so i'm not going to say that ever again but <laughs> but you know what i mean and so we're trying to continue to do that so you you know you see some of the scrum and stuff you know with respect to kanban look on the website and expect to see other things around that coming out and the other thing is that we try to keep clarity of the guide and try to emphasize those very important principles of inspection and adaption through transparency the, the the idea of self-organizing teams the idea of continuous improvement the those very simple ideas and we spend our entire life trying to help people take those very simple ideas and apply, apply them in very complex very political very difficult situations sure and uh you know, we, we haven't all the answers. I'll be, and, and I don't think anybody has the, all the answers, but we can have the great conversations and our professional scrum trainer community uh, and our broader forums and the three and a half, four million people that come to our website every, every year are having those conversations. And, um, and let's, let's always assume that, that we respect each other and that we can do that in a positive way. And if we do that, then I think we're going to be in a really good position for the future. I'm really excited about the stuff that's, that's coming out and the future of, of our industry. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Dave. Just want to thank you again for filling in the, the audience about the updates to the Scrum Guide, sharing a little bit about Scrum.org, and uh, just thanks for doing this. Oh, thanks, Ryan. It's always a pleasure, and thanks for inviting me and uh, spending some time with me. Thanks for listening to Agile for Humans. Let's keep the conversation going. Drop us a question on Twitter at Agile for Humans or visit agileforhumans.com. <laughs>